0: The reading this morning is taken from James chapter 1 Reading from verse 2 through to 18 James chapter 1 verses 2 to 18 Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away, even while he goes, away, goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one who is tempted, when by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed, then, after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full-grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we, may, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all created. Thank you. I'll just oh, yeah. put it down there.
1: morning. Thank you for the barber reading. We're going to be talking about trials this morning and as we do that I don't know where you're at today. Uh, some of you, we're going through this series in the valleys, some of you may not be on the valley, you might be at the mountaintop, you might be running up that mountain, skiing down from the peak. But some of us this morning, I have no doubt, are in deep, deep valleys We know what it's like to go through the valley. So I'm going to pray that God's word is going to speak to us and especially if you're deep, deep in the valley that it's going to be an encouragement. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this letter from James, uh, for these words, Lord. And May, as we just get our minds around them, delve into them, would your spirit light them up for us? Would your spirit illuminate them in our hearts and our minds? And may they be an encouragement for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going through uh, this series on the valleys. My name is Langdon. If anyone, if I haven't met you, welcome to church. Glad you're here. Uh, And we're talking about trials, and trials suck, don't they? Sorry about the. Don't they? And I'm looking around, I'm seeing faces and I look at, you know, and we go through stuff and this is it's tough. It's really, really tough. They suck all the life out of us. They make us ask tough questions. Ian uh, did some surveys, talked to a lot of the, con- the congregation, you know. We got some ideas of some of the big questions that we're asking. But our trials, they make us ask these questions. Why is life so hard? Why do I have to go through this? When something happened, why did God let this happen? How could God have let that happen to me? And when we struggle with that, God, does my faith, does it even make a difference? How, why? I don't know what some of the struggles are. For some of us, they might be health concerns issues flaring up, physical things that issues that won't go away, that won't heal that come back again and again maybe it's you know the cold that lasts a couple of weeks, maybe it's the big terminal issue sometimes the trials we go through are helpful sometimes they're not but they might look the same if I go into town this afternoon, I hope this doesn't happen and uh, a man comes, someone comes up to me and pulls out a knife and stabs me not ideal, not good. That's going to be a painful journey that I have to go through. Now, I could also go into town this afternoon, go to the hospital, find a surgeon, get him to cut into me. That would be something that I might pay him to do, or Medicare or whatever. But that's a, that's a trial, but that's a thing for my health. Some of our trials we go through because they're good for us. Some of them, they come out of nowhere. They come from external places. And they take us to painful things. Sometimes we go through trials when we're grieving something. A person. I know some, there's, a, there's some grieving this week. Sometimes it's the loss of a dream or something you hoped for. So letting go. Some of our trials come from what they call bad pain. Some of our trials... We have because we have unhelpful behaviours and patterns in our lives. We keep on coming back to do the wrong things. We keep on making bad decisions. We keep on spending time with people in situations that keep on bringing these things up and they cause us pain. We go through these trials. And so as we're going to look through James this morning, he's going to encourage us. Maybe not always in the ways that we want encouragement, And as we look through it this morning, James was a church leader in Jerusalem. So as the early church started, he arose as one of the church leaders, brother of Jesus. And they call this book of James a bit of like uh, the wisdom literature of... It's a letter, but there's a lot of wisdom literature uh, in it. And when we look through, you'll see some parallels with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and Matthew's Gospel. Uh, You'll see a lot of parallels, and we'll touch on some from the book of Proverbs... But it's a great, it's a wonderful book and we're going to have a look through uh, as James encourages us through our trials. And he begins here. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, has anyone ever read this passage before? Hands off if you've ever read James before. Okay, you've got to read on. If it's your first time, this seems crazy. Consider it pure joy when you're going through your trials. That sounds a bit funny, doesn't it? Hold on. I, you don't know what I'm going through. I'm going. To consider it pure joy. We're going to see why James says that. Because at first reading it's a bit, what? Why? Because whenever you face trials, you know that it tests your faith and produces perseverance. What's the perseverance? The perseverance is not just to get through your trials but it's to persevere in your faith it's to persevere in continuing to trust god it's hard i'm not here i'm going to talk i'm not saying to say it's hard you're going through tough things but james says consider it pure joy because it's going to help you persevere and perseverance is going to build your faith persevering gets really hard Because sometimes when you go through your trials, it refines you down and shows you what your foundations are, what you're really trusting in. And sometimes that perseverance is then to step up and go, now I've really got to look deep and work on myself. That's often the hardest. That's what trials often reveal. But it's persevering that refines us. And persevering that... the Perseverance is not the end result. Oops, that was a bump. The perseverance is so that we may, may be mature and complete. A lot of translations will use the word perfect. This idea that God wants us to be mature, to be perfect in our faith. That is completely trusting God. He wants us to. One of the things the Bible does, it never sets the bar low. Jesus never sets the bar low for what he wants for us. He never says, well, just get up to faith at this point, you know, be mostly. be faithful. And James encouraging us, you know, through perseverance through our trials we will be faithful. We will never achieve this. We'll never get perfection by the way. But as we persevere in our trials, keep trusting God, that's going to help us to trust him more and more to be mature and complete. Fully trusting God. Fully living our lives completely in his trust. And when we go through trials, we have a choice. It's a choice that says, I'm going through this awful deep valley, am I going to trust in myself or am I going to put my trust in God? And that's what James is going to explore through the rest of this passage but also through the rest of the letter. How do we do that? Uh, James goes on, he says, look, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. And God gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. We need the wisdom of God to get through our trials, to persevere so that we can be mature. How do I trust God in the midst of my trials? I actually need God's wisdom. Now this is where James is sort of harking back uh, and has in mind Proverbs. Let me look at two Proverbs with you. Firstly, this is Proverbs 2, 1 to 6 my son if you accept my words and store up my commands within you turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding and as if you look at it as you look at it for silver and search for it as hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the lord and the knowledge and find the knowledge of god for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding Again, Proverbs 9.10, maybe sums it up more. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now, when we read that verse, sometimes we look at the word fear. It doesn't always translate in our modern context. But I like to use the word, think about wisdom, of knowing or respecting or revering God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and wisdom comes from God. And one of the things that wisdom does, this is what I love, it enables us to see things from God's point of view. When, I am in, when I'm in God, when I'm in Christ, and I'm trusting God, I actually can see a different point of view. And it helps me through my trials. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. God, has wis- God knows we need wisdom to be able to persevere to get through our trials. So he's got it on shelf. It's like a shelf. Uh, it's like a shop when everything's for free. It's just on the shelf. Just take it. It's like when you go to your mum and dad's place or when your kids come and they come into your cupboard. It's just all for free. Just take it. God knows we need it because he knows we can't trust him. So he's not saying, look, you're not good enough, sorry, you can't have it. He's like, no, nah, you've got as much of this as you need because you need it so you can keep trusting in me. And we need that. And he wants to give it to us. But there's a proviso. When we ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Uh, In Jewish uh, minds, churning seas, this picture of a churning sea of the wave, uh, brings to mind turmoil, restlessness, trouble. When we ask for wisdom, it's not something we take off the shelf and then just put down and maybe I'll use it, maybe I won't. When we're asking for God's help, if we're going to ask for it, we actually have to use it and embrace it. It's the thing that only works, that can only help us if we fully embrace it. So we're going to ask God to help us through those trials, ask for wisdom. We have to take it and go all in on it. Otherwise, this picture of this wave on the sea, we're like, oh, you know, am I trusting in God's wisdom? Am I trusting in you know, God's perspective or am I trusting in my perspective? God's perspective, my perspective. God's perspective, my perspective. And life is like this on a wave like the sea and then you do a little dance. Am I trust, but you see, I'm a double mind. I'm trusting in God. No, I'm gonna God, I'm gonna trust you, I'm gonna go, oh, but I just wanna I'd rather trust myself over here. No, maybe I'll trust over here. Oh, God, maybe no, I'm gonna trust myself. How can I fully trust God if I keep on trusting in myself? Does that make sense? Don't be double-minded. God says, if you want a wisdom, put your trust in me. I'll give you that wisdom. That person. Is double minded and unstable in what they do. John Calvin writes Since we see that the Lord does not so require us from what is above our strength, but that He is ready to help us provided we ask, let us learn, therefore, whenever He commands anything, to ask of Him the power to perform it. When we're going to ask God for something, fully, fully embrace it. We have to fully embrace the wisdom and God's perspective. And when we fully see God's perspective, it changes our perspective. Have a look at the next verses. James, using the uh, thinking about money and riches, he says this Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, other translations, low position, since they will pass away like a wildflower. That's not how the world thinks, is it? It's not often what we think. No, I want high position, I want money. I want, you know, that's where to take pride. That's that may be from our perspective. But from God's perspective, it's completely turned around. Even in some of our trials, I suspect that for a lot of our trials, money would help us. But when but from God's position, He wants us to keep trusting in Him. And for those who are in low position, Keep on trusting, develop their faith, develop their maturity because they keep on having to trust God. God's perspective, God's wisdom turns things completely on its head. God knows the eternal perspective. The sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plants. Its blossoms fall and the beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. In God's perspective, it's different. That's what God's wisdom does gives us a different perspective. He goes on. And maybe this is the verse that really can encourage you. It's quite similar to the first couple of verses, but it takes it up another level. Maybe this is the verse to memorise when you're going through those tough trials. And you'll see it might remind you of our Sermon on the Mount. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So this idea in the Greco-Roman athletic games, the winner, the, the person who completes, gets the crown, the wreath, is their prize. For us, as we keep on persevering, keep on trusting God, not only do we get mature and complete, but as James extends the thing here, we get that eternal life. We have that, this great hope that we actually get to live forever in this next life with God. It's an encouragement to lift our eyes, to trust God, to see what's ahead, to look in our trials at the eternal perspective. But when we're going through the trials, there's a temptation to not trust God, to not look for his wisdom. There's a temptation, no, I want to trust in my own thing. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their evil desire. Then after his desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. When sin is full grown it gives birth to death. Sometimes, when we're going through trials, we trust God. But sometimes we don't. Sometimes that happens when we make bargains with God. God, this is the, if you just answer this prayer... If you do it like this, I'll trust you. Sometimes God doesn't do that for us. And we say to God, God, you've let me down. You know what? It hasn't gone how I wanted. I'm just going to trust in this thing over here. Maybe just for a second. But I'm just trusting this, then I'm going to come back to you. Problem is, when you get in the habit of trusting in this thing all the time, you latch on. I love to go fishing. I know Gary up the back, he loves to go fishing. Uh, I like to think of myself as a good fisherman, not really that good, but I like to do it. I went out last week and nothing was happening. It was dead in Windang. Windang had nothing for us. No fish was biting. Sometimes, though, you go fishing and it's all happening and you put the line in and it's just like, somebody's stopping, it's coming. You know? One of my techniques for fishing is, I like to, when I, I like to use bait. When I use the bait, I, I know, as soon as I feel that bite, I don't whip the line straight out of the water. Start reeling it in. I like to just leave it there because I want that fish to really get on that hook. And I think it's a bit of a fishing illustration that James is using here. Sometimes when we, you know, we stop trusting God and we start trusting in other things, you know, we keep on coming back, we sort of latch on to things. Satan likes that. It's like just grabbing onto that hook. And Satan can use that to pull us away from trusting God. And we've got to watch that. And this is a warning from James. When tempted, don't start trusting other things. Keep on putting your trust back in God. James finishes the passage. Uh, don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. It's quite... A passage, and many like there's a lot of conjecture on all the illustrations. But let me give you a bit of a picture of what I what I learned this week. Look at this passage: Every good gift, and that means the wisdom and the faith, comes from our Father in heaven. That wisdom to see things from His perspective comes from God. And there's there's an astronomy an astronomy uh, type illustration there. The idea the Father of Light doesn't change. But the shifting shadows, whether it's the planets or the stars or, or the seasons, nature, it changes. Our seasons change. God doesn't change. Even when we're going through the valleys and the hills, and the, God doesn't change. And what does he do? He chooses to give us birth through the word of truth. We find not just physical birth, but spiritual birth into forever life with Jesus through God's word. And through that, through coming to Christ, we get to be a kind of first fruit, set apart to be a light to other people. I think James is finishing this section showing a bit of that wisdom, coming back to the big picture, because sometimes we need that help when we're down in the valley. He's coming back to this and saying, look, look at the eternal, look what God is doing. Be encouraged by what God is doing, even in the midst. I don't know how this hits you. Maybe this is not what you want to hear. But I was thinking, what's the application? I think the application is these verses again. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face these trials, because we will face them, we do face them, we face them now. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces that perseverance. We're going through the tough stuff, but when we keep on trusting God, we can keep on persevering. When we keep on persevering, we'll be mature and faithful and we'll receive that crown of life. So if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. We need God's help, and He's so willing to give us that wisdom to see from His perspective. Trials will come. Valleys are deep. We're going to ask these questions. Why is life so hard? Why did God let this happen? But we need to persevere in trusting God. You may not have the strength to get through your trial, but God's going to give you the strength, if you ask him, to keep on trusting him through that trial. God loves us. God walks through our trials with us and he wants us to keep on putting our trust in him and you might be thinking langdon yeah but you don't know what i'm going through i don't i don't but may god's word encourage this morning keep on putting our trust in god ask god for the wisdom take his word here ask god for wisdom ask god to show you his perspective that means getting on our knees praying every day, asking God, give me your wisdom here because it doesn't make sense and I don't know what's going on and my tank is empty, but God, I need your wisdom. And it's asking this question. When I'm in the valley, will I still choose to trust God? And we as a church need each other too, don't we? We as a church can walk through with each other in our trials. That's what we're meant to do. But we can also encourage each other too to keep on trusting God, to keep on having that wisdom, that eternal perspective to see even though this sucks, even though I've got nothing left, God's helping me through this to keep on trusting him. And that's not going to let us down. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that when we go through stuff, you walk with us. You know we go through stuff. But Lord, we confess we don't always keep our trust in you. So Father, we pray this morning that as we whatever we're going through, you would give us your wisdom. Give it to us in absolute abundance. Help us to see from your perspective. Help us to see, to find the joy that James speaks about, not in our trials, not in what we're going through, but that you're using them to help us trust you more, to be mature, be complete. Help us to trust you, God. Help us to help each other trust you when we're deep in our valleys. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.